are now tuning into But What If I Soar podcast. With your host, Dominique, licensed professional counselor and certified clinical trauma professional and owner of Free to Be Counseling Service and Deveron, licensed social worker and certified life coach and owner of Social MacGyver. The thought-provoking podcast that explores the complexity of mental health through a lens that does not require a prescription. We will explore a wide range of topics with engaging discussions and personal anecdotes that provides a realistic outlook while actively engaging in our own self-discoveries. Let's get ready to soar together. We're actually going to go ahead and make this the second part. So thank you for tuning back in and welcome back. Yes. Uh, This is still going to be a part of the relationship series. This is the second part of the friendship series or friendship Mm -hmm. episode. And so we have been talking about a bunch of different things. We've been talking about, you know, vulnerability and the importance of like, you know, just the pillars of your friendship and just Mm -hmm. covering a multitude of different things, active listening skills. And so we're going to jump back in. And I'm going to start off with this question for Dom. So friendship as a child versus adult. So we talked a little bit about this, but I want to hear your thoughts in regards to this. So reflect on how your understanding and experience of friendship has evolved from childhood to adulthood and what aspects have remained consistent and what has changed? Oh, this is a good question. Um, I think that... At the time of my childhood friend friendships, um, I think they were, I, I, I was going to say they were superficial, but I think they were developmentally appropriate. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I think like when you're six and seven and eight and nine, you know, like you like somebody because you like their shoes or you like their hair or they live around the corner from you. They live next door to you. Right. And you, or like, their mom is friends with your mom, right? So, like, you know, I think the way you maybe are introduced to that individual when you're a child is, you know, pretty developmental, right? Or it's just like you don't have much control over the environments where you maybe you've met them, you know, and it just so happens that you're both there and it's like, okay, we're both here. So, like, Let's be friends. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 very superficial and very just like developmental, right? Mm-hmm. But I think in adulthood, um, I think you have more agency, right? You have more autonomy over the kind of friends you you choose, mm-hmm. um, the the kind of friends that you decide to um, you know, take on or the the friends or the people who you're like, oh, she's cool, like. I fuck with her. Like, yeah, I want I want to keep her around. I I want or him, you know, or or th- or they, right? I want them to be around, right? And so I would say um what what's evolved for me is 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 it's not as superficial, but I guess I will say this. I'm not necessarily someone who and this is this is something that I think I want to work on in 2024. Um is just being more open to um, maybe not like, I think when we, when, when I think of friend, I think of like that, that close, close friend who's known me for 10 years and who is, 
has shown up for me in ways. But I think what I want to consider is that you can have friends that are connected to the different facets of who you are, right? So I was listening to this um, relationship coach. Uh, I think I'll follow her on TikTok or Twitter. And she was saying that there was a study that was done um, around friendships and that people who have weak ties have more like fulfilling lives. And weak ties essentially are friends that, um, that you make that are attached to the different facets of who you are, the different intersections of who you are, right? So if you're a woman, if you're a therapist, if, you know, if you like horseback riding, if you, um, are a parent, right? Like, if you have mom friends and you have friends who go horseback riding and you have friends who are therapists, like if you have friends that are attached to the different facets of who you are, then your life is more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And while I do have some of that, I'm also not super, uh, I think I could do a better job at like thinking about who I am and how do I connect with people um, who also have that same interest and not and not look at that friendship as something that has to grow into like some deep, long lasting friendship, right. Where, you know, so much about me and you know, like that's the way I've always envisioned friendship. I've not really considered that. Like I could have friends that aren't, you know, these deep, you know, friendships, but maybe they're friendships that add to, you know, this part of who I am. So I think as an adult, that's kind of what I, you know, when I go into 2024, I want to just be more intentional about that, you know, because I, I think, I think I do have pretty amazing connections and pretty amazing friendships. Um, I do want to challenge myself though, to be open to the possibility of connecting with people and it not necessarily be this deep friendship, but it can be something that still adds to your life, right? Mm -hmm. Connections and, um, you know, networking, like those things are still important. Um, I mean, I'm, I keep telling you I ain't an old head. I'm not old, but (laughs) it's nice to still be able to connect with people and it not be pressure, but it, but like not overthink it, you know, yeah. you know, if we're in the same place and we have similar interests, like, why can't we be cool? Like I was at the playground <laughs> with my son one day and my husband was there and this woman had her son there and we were chatting and she was cool. And like, we exchanged numbers and like, I knew I was not going to call her. <laughs> and it's funny because he said, he like, you was not about to call her. <laughs> and I was like, you know, probably not. And, but the thing is, did I overthink it? Like, maybe I could have, you know, you know, maybe I could have said, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking my son to the zoo. Like, you know, do you want to meet up? Like, it didn't have to be some grand thing, you know what I mean? But I think I overthink those things sometimes. And I think some of it too is because my husband will make jokes like, who going to be there? Like, he's funny about... <laughs> Going somewhere and be like, uh-uh, funny people going to be there. I ain't going to that. Like, or don't go to that because who's going to be there? <laughs> you know? And so yeah. I get in my head about it. Yeah. But that's who he is. You know what I mean? And it's funny because I don't think I've ever heard anybody in my life even ask those questions. Like, who's going to be there? I'm not, who's going to be there? Like, I'm not going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think 
I I think I I I want to just explore that. Like, what does it look like to, you know, maybe add some other therapist friends in the Pittsburgh area, you know, or you know, add some other mom friends. I'm sure there's, and I, it's funny because I actually went on meetup.com. I was like, you know, let me see what's out here. Like, mm-hmm. not because I'm like in a, in a need of friends, but it's nice to like, you know, meet people, <laughs> you know what I mean? And not because I'm looking for friends, but it's, again, it's just nice to have that as an option. Um, so I don't know. I'm still trying to explore what it means. Um, but I, I think what has remained consistent is like, I just, I like being around good people and good energy, you know what I mean? And if you mm-hmm. can bring that, um, to a dynamic, I, I'm, I'm for that. I think what has changed, um, is <sighs> I think, I think for me, what has changed about, um, you know, friendships in adulthood versus, um, childhood is oftentimes you know you people stay friends with people out of like history yeah I don't think that's something that I I am looking forward to doing in in the future you know I don't think I don't think that that's something that is necessarily a, a factor you know what I mean when you're considering holding on to a friendship or letting it go you know I don't I think that sometimes we can struggle with like letting those friendships go if they are no longer serving us or if you have nothing else in common or like whatever. I mean, and, and I, and I get it. It's, 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 it's hard. It's hard to, to let those things go, but I don't think I am someone who wants to just hold on to, to people and hold on to things because of history. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know if that's for me at this point, but at, there was a point where it was, you know, and there was a point where I, you know, had a particular friendship and it really just ended. And I don't even really, I can't even tell you why. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've oftentimes thought about like, you know, what would happen if I just reached out to them? And I don't know why, again, I overthink it because I could just reach out and see what's good. You know, we, we, there was no falling out. There was no issue. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to reflect a little bit more on like what what that looks like for me you know in in my adult life what about you and girl i'm like elsa let it go let it go let it go. <laughs> you're like bitch bye i'm good <laughs> look you know i i think you know when i was younger the thing that changed for me i used to have that idea of you know oh this is my best best friend and you know i've known this person for so long but I also feel like, you know, people come in and out of your life for different reasons and different seasons. And like sometimes trying to hold on to a friendship can actually be worse than letting it go. And, yep. and when I say like, I'm like Elsa, like let it go. I'm also someone who's like, maybe our season has passed. So like, who's to say that our season won't come again? Like, and again, like letting That's go, the point. Like, like, you know, I wish you the best. You wish me the best. Like we have no ill wills, but you were just not as close. And like, maybe us, you know, kind of letting it, you know, dissolve, you know, organically is fine. And like, maybe that leads you to developing, you know, other friendships, right? That may be your lifelong friendships, right? Might take me to other places. Because I think the other thing is like, sometimes you can get comfortable 
and what you know. And for me, I am someone who constantly likes to reevaluate what relationships are in my life because, again, mm-hmm. in the past, I have allowed certain relationships to stay present that wasn't serving me just because I felt like I um, owed them something or there was some type of like, you know, like I said, my mom was real big on this is family, like family is family. You don't turn your back on family. And, you know, family has been some of the people who've hurt me the worst, right? Um, And even like friends, there's been some friends who've really hurt me, you know, really badly. And again, I think like as you grow and as you mature, like I said, that season may be over, but we could always come back around. You know, I've had friends who I literally grew up with and and we don't talk every day, but like if I'm in town, like we can go hang out and we're like laughing and having a good time and like, like nothing ended. Right. And then, you know, we go back to our regular lives and we're not interacting daily. You know, they don't know what's going on in my life daily. I don't know what's going on in their life. But again, there's like no ill will, you know, um, me and my, my high school friends, we're getting ready to go on where we're planning a trip, right. We're planning a trip, a girl's trip. And again, like some of us talk every day and some of us don't, but like, Again, it's just like when we pick up and we hang out, like we're cool. Like that's just mm-hmm. what it is. And I think like, again, there's different levels of friendship, right? And and that's one of the things I try to remind myself that no matter if you've known them for a long time, no matter if it's something new, you know, doing what feels like works, you know, like I think, like you said, like just like good vibes, like I have enough chaos. <laughs> literally enough chaos in my life that happens naturally i'm not looking for more chaos or drama or anything like that like believe me if i had to have like a measure of like chaos and drama i didn't hit that that level a long long time ago i am i don't want to say i'm in my soft girl era because i don't believe in that shit either yeah (laughs) i'm like girl what i'm in my I'm trying to not make my life any more complicated than it already is, right? Yeah. So I want my friendships to be organic. I want them to be, and again, I I am someone who firmly believes that you're going to have ebbs and flows in your friendships, but I want my friendships to be where we're both working on it. And I have friends that I talk to, you know, all the time. I have friends that I talk to when some stuff, like my serious stuff, I know I need to check in with them. They need to check in with me. Um, And then I also have friends where like, they just get me. Like they know, like I'm doing my thing. They're doing their thing. We're proud of each other. We celebrate each other. Mm -hmm. But like the day to day, like life is busy. And like, if we don't talk every day, like that's cool. Like no love lost. Like we're still good friends. Um, So I think like having those different degrees of a friendship and being okay with that. Like, I think one of the things that changed for me is when I was a kid, I was very childish in thinking like your friend was who you spent all your time with. And, you know, they just knew everything about you. You talked all the time, like literally no secrets, you know, they knew everything that was going on in your life. And now I have a more realistic expectation of friendship. Like I know that, you know, you got your own thing going on. 
If you were talking to me 24 seven, I'd be like, do you have a life? <laughs> like, right. Girl, what? Like, are we talking all like, what, what is going on with you? Like, right. I don't even want to talk to my husband all the time like that. So like, go right. and get some business. But like, I think like that. <laughs> Not some business. Like, yes. Like, go and get you some business. Go get you like something. But I think yes. like, that's important. And that's one of the things that has changed for me is just the idea of like, you don't have to, like the length of time that you know each other. I have people that, you know, I just met, you know, a couple years ago. And when I say some of these people have shown up for me in ways that I couldn't even imagine, like, you know, just people, like I have um, my three friends that I currently work with. Um just the constant checking in and the constant, you know, when my mom passed, just doing things that no one asked them to do, you know, and just the thoughtfulness. And then I have two other friends who, you know, again, they're, they have, I used to work with them. They have moved on to other um, opportunities, but like, I still check in with them. And like, we do like, we'll send each other like, you know, TikToks and stuff like that. And we don't get to talk as much as we used to when we were working together, but like no ill will wish them the best. And, you know, they wish me the best. And I think like you need that, like yeah. the expectation of like, I want to say like when I was younger, I was kind of possessive with my friends. Like, and I think like, not mm-hmm. just I was possessive of my friends. I think like as children, we are possessive of our friends. Yeah. Like, you know, this person is my best friend. Like you can't, why are you talking to that person? And mm. what do you mean you're going to hang out with this person? Like, I thought we were best, like, you know, like really catty and just immature. And now I am in a place where like, I understand like they have a life outside of me. And like, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Like, Right. I want them to have a life outside of me. I want them to want me to have a life outside of them. And like, it doesn't um, diminish our friendship whatsoever. And like, right. you know, I think that that's important. Um, mm-hmm. ebbs and flows. And just understanding like life, life. Like I just talked mm-hmm. to my two very close childhood friends the other day. And we were talking about like, you know, we're busy. Like we are over here dealing with like raising kids and being in relationships and, you know, trying to do things in our, in our careers and stuff like that. And so, you know, we don't get to talk on the phone that often, but like we will send text messages and check in and like, that's good. Like I know if, if worse comes to worse, if some shit went down, I know my girls is going to be there for me. Like the same thing with them. They know like shit goes down. Like they know who was in their corner. Like Mm -hmm. as an adult, I, my, my idea of what friendship is has evolved so much. And as a child, I was very possessive and selfish and it was more so, you know, people that I I enjoyed being around, but it was more of like a convenience of like, what am I getting? Like, I have to get something from this to be meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I just don't feel that same way as an adult. Like, I feel like, you know, there's going to be seasons where, or moments where I am giving more in the, in the friendship than you are. Um, Maybe I have to check on you more in, in this moment because you're going through some shit. Like, and then mm-hmm. maybe you have to check on me a little bit more because I'm going through some shit. Like, 
it just ebbs and flows. And like, I'm okay with that now. Like, and I'm okay with, you know, I make jokes, but like my one good friend, like she will see her posting pictures of like being at her daughter's um, cheerleading games and stuff like that. And we'll be like, always seeing you with your, like your friends, but like, mm-hmm. how, are, how is that? I re- honestly want to know, like, cause making friends as an adult is hard. So like, you know, Man. how are these friends? Are you happy? Cause she's, you know, in a different state than us. Like, are you happy? You know, are they supportive and things like that? So like, I'm, I'm okay with my friends having other friends as a mm-hmm. child. I've been looking like, yeah, I seen you with that girl. Like, <laughs> what was you doing? Right. Was she telling her like my stuff? Like, was she telling you like she's not even really your friend? Like, you know, I was just real petty, and I think like we all had those moments of just being like possessive and like you're my best friend. You can't be that person's best friend. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like the more the merrier. Like you got right. more friends. Like okay, I want you to have a support system. Like I, mm-hmm. I want you to know. I don't want to be your everything and I don't think you want to be my everything. Like I want you to right. have a a good support system around you because I know like life is hard and you can't do that shit on your own. Right, for real. It is. It definitely is. <laughs> All right. So next, is it my Yes. It's me. Okay. So next question is friendship breakups. Mm, now we're getting a little juicy. <laughs> Discuss the idea of friendship breakups. Um, have you experienced a significant friendship ending and how did you cope with the loss? What advice can you offer to listeners facing similar situations? So I have had a couple of friendships that I would say have ended um, I think some of them have ended due to misunderstandings. Um, mm. I, I would say, so I have two situations. One was a, a situation where I think we just grew apart, um, in, in that moment. Um, I'm someone who is, I don't want to say like, I, I am loyal. I, I'm a loyal person. I feel like if we are friends, um, not that you can't hang out with people, but like you can hang out with people who may not like me. Um, but my thing is that those people should never feel comfortable enough to discuss them not liking me to you. Yeah. Um, and so like that's where the loyalty becomes an issue is like you can have friends who don't like me. That's fine. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Um, but if they are so comfortable talking to you in a negative way about me, that has to kind of look, I look at you like, why would they feel so comfortable doing that? Right. Like, yeah. And what did you say? Exactly. They said what they said. What did you say? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just question that. So I think like where one friendship, um, kind of like, ended was because of that um and i think also it was just like growing apart and the illusion of thinking that because you've had this long time of being a friend that you know it was either one or the other right and i now realize that that's not accurate um and i think the 
the other person now realizes that that's not accurate either. But I think like we were just in two different places. And I think that there was a sense of like ego and um, lack of accountability on both parts. Like I feel like, you know, even with myself, uh, feeling some type of way about like, you know, like I said, the loyalty aspect, not feeling like, well, if you don't want to have a conversation, I don't want to have a conversation either and and not wanting to entertain that. Um, and like I said, I am someone who has been guilty. I, I'm much better at it now. But in the past, if you didn't want to have a conversation and I felt like you wronged me and you were so adamant that you didn't wrong me. You didn't like want to acknowledge it. And you were just going around and making it seem like I was the one doing the wrong. And like, I, it was my own issue. I would just rather just not like not entertain you at all. Like, right. You know, I just, okay. Like, all right, you got that. Like, we just don't have nothing more to say. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a mature way of handling things? Hell no. Um, <laughs> but you know, in that situation, I felt like, it was better to just be like, you know what, go my own way mm-hmm. um, than to actually dig in. Like, I just felt like we were in two different places and there was like, there was nothing more to talk about. Right. Yeah. Um, however, I do feel like we both have grown up. Um, I feel like we have both matured. We both had our own experiences. And although we're not as close as we used to be, um, we still care about each other. Like that has not ever left. Right. And I think like that was an important lesson for me of, again, like just because we're not as close as we used to be and, and talking every day, there doesn't have to be ill will towards each other. It doesn't mean that we're not friends. We're just not as tight as we were. And our friendship has just evolved over time and, you know, wish you well, you wish me well. When we get together, we have a great time and we and we really care about each other and we love each other still. Um, but we're just not in that same place of like where we were so close and like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Have another friendship where things ended. And honestly, I'm pretty sure like if they, from their standpoint, they probably felt very wronged. Um, and felt like, you know, I did a lot of things to them. Um, and I wouldn't be opposed to having that dialogue where I took a more stern, like, this is not worth engaging in, is that I felt like I could tell that something was amiss. And instead of them talking about it and trying to um, figure out where the issue was and and where we can go from it, they just decided to believe their feelings and believe whatever they thought was the situation. And so, like, I'm in a place where I'm really big on your character speaking for you. Um, And Mm -hmm. I felt like, I'm not always right. Uh, I do get things wrong, but my character is one that shows that I care. And my character is one that shows that I can't acknowledge when I'm wrong. Um, And I do care about the people that are in my life. And I feel like if you are so gung-ho on 
believing something without even giving me the opportunity to bring it to my attention that there is an issue. Um, you want it to like there was some type of belief already there that you had about me that made it so easy to believe that. And so like, I'm not going to fight against something that's invisible, right? Like, I just don't feel like that. And I also feel like if you were so adamant into believing the worst about me, um, then our friendship wasn't what I thought it was in the first place, right? Mm. Um, You don't want to give me the opportunity to address it, to acknowledge it, to even be accountable, right? Um, You just want to believe what you want to believe. And what, what is that? Like, where do we go from there? And so yeah. like I I have to accept what you're showing me and I and I have to accept it and move on, right? Like and again like that inner me like I accept it, I move on. I don't wish you any ill will. Um but I like you just don't exist. Like you just don't exist in my life. And it, am I sad that it has gotten to that? Yes. But I also am someone who has to accept that that's what you wanted. Like, because honestly, mm. I feel like if if you didn't want that to happen, then we would have dialogue, we right? Like figured if, it out. Yeah. Like if you really felt like this was a friendship that was so valuable and, and meant so much to you, would you really have been so easily astray or easily to just put it aside right mm-hmm. like no so like if you were so easy to put it aside and and to believe what you felt about me to be true and valid then why would you want to have a relationship with me like if i'm not mm-hmm. bad of a person i don't i don't want a friend like that like right you know I mean? mm-hmm. like that's something that I will say, like, if if you wrong someone, I do think that it's important for you to have accountability and to acknowledge it and to have dialogue around it. But if that person is so adamant to not bring it to your attention, literally wants to go off like you did them wrong, you did this to them and and not give you opportunities to make amends in any way. Um, I'm not chasing nobody like. Right. I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not chasing nobody. I I know what I bring to the table. I know I'm a good friend. Um, and like we all, we all like look. G's fuck up. <laughs> like you know, not G's fuck. Look, everybody got their on and off days. Okay, like yeah, you know, yeah, everybody sure. got their on and off days. But like, if you don't even want to bring it to my attention that I had an off day or even that there was an issue right mm-hmm. um for me to even address it what does that say about our friendship like you know and so i think like you have to if you are dealing with a situation where there was a misunderstanding and someone has just went ghost on you you have to kind of think about like what it is that you're wanting to fight for what it is that the the issue is and if you're chasing after someone like I don't believe in one-way streets in friendships. I don't. Like, you yeah. know. And again, this is my own experience. This is my own personal opinion. You know, maybe you feel like sometimes a friendship is a one-way street at times. And, like, you're okay with chasing someone to figure out how you wrong them or whatever. 
that's great for you. I'm not someone like that. Like I, I honestly feel like if the friendship meant anything, you would come to me and we can have meaningful dialogue around it. Even if there's like, look, even if there isn't no resolution, right? I feel like if we, if this friendship meant something, we could have some type of dialogue around it and try to unpack it. And even if the unpacking it is we go our separate ways, like that's fine too. But like to just not have any conversation and you just have this firm belief that I'm just this, you know, negative or bad person, there was, there was some type of peace there that you already were thinking that that's who I was. And mm-hmm. if you decide that that's who you want to believe that I am, keep believing it. Like you don't have to have me in your life. This world is full of other people, other experiences. There are billions of people in the world. We do literally not like we do not have to interact with each other. We can coexist yeah. and, and not be fine. And I'm telling you, if you want to play that game, I, you ain't, you ain't going to win. And you ain't going to win because I'm telling you, that light switch will go off. I will be in the same room with you and be looking right through you. <laughs> like, mm. it, it's not great. I'm not, I'm not bragging about it. But, but that's it's who you are. It's who you, you know, that's who, that's, that's part of, that's part of who you are. That is. But I'm just saying like, you know, if, if someone wants to believe the worst in you and they don't give you the opportunity to, to acknowledge it or even make amends. Yeah. Some part of them believe that shit. Mm, yeah. And to me, there's a, there's a deeper thing. There's a, there's a deeper message there because if you already felt that way, like why were you even like engaging in, in this friendship to begin with? You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But some of that to me, I think is more of other people's shit and not yours. Like to engage in a friendship that you were feeling uneasy about that you couldn't express says a lot about other people. I don't think it's, I don't think it says anything about the other person because I'm not saying that the other person didn't bring baggage to the situation either, but you can't control that. You can only control what you bring. So if you're engaging in something that you ain't really too clear about anyway, I think that says more about that person, you know? Yeah. Good or bad. You exactly. Know? Exactly. What about you? Yeah. Ah, so friendship breakups. Um <laughs> I think I had two. Um, the one, honestly, I don't even think anything happened, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I think there was a point in my life where um you know, I was going out and, you know, doing all those things and living my life and having fun. And that served a purpose, right? Like it was cool. It was full. It was fun. And I think, I I think I felt as though I was evolving and the person wasn't. And I, I will say this, I'm not the type of person that feels as though, you know, um, I do think there is some importance to having people around you who are evolving and who are, I don't want to say better than you, but who are just, 
they bring things to the table that you you want. Like maybe it's a deficit of yours. Maybe it's an area where you want to grow. And you're like, having this person around me would be good for me. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's, there's also some benefit to you being around people who you um, you know, who you can imp- impress upon, right? Like who, who I- I'm not this person who just feels like everybody around me got to be elevated. Like I think we're, we all bring certain things to relationships and friendships. And so I never felt like I was better than this person, but things just, I don't know, things just changed. They started to dwindle in the friendship and going back to conflict. Like we had had, I don't think we had had conflict, but there was just some weird behavior, like some weird interactions. And I remember talking to my mom about it and wanting to have a conversation, but the friend was kind of a reactive person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just knew I wouldn't be able to, I didn't think I would be able to manage like the reaction if the reaction was bad. Um, I, I think that person being such a reactive, they were never reactive toward me per se, but I just knew it was in them and mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to, how to express the confusion and like the weirdness, awkwardness of like where our relationship was without, I wasn't sure how they were going to respond to that. And I just, I don't know, like, again, conflict, you know, it's a dirty word. It was a dirty <laughs> word to me. <laughs> and I felt like, mm, I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. Um, and again, nothing bad happened, like, that I can recall. Nothing happened, you know. It just, you know, kind of dwindled a little bit. And I I don't know. I I don't know if having a conversation would have continued the friendship, but I do wish I would have just, again, speaking my feelings, speaking about something that felt uncomfortable, felt weird, weird, felt awkward, and just wanting to put it out there, you know, mm-hmm. to see if, do you feel the same? Like what's going on with us? Like, how do we fix it? How do we fix it? <laughs> you know, yeah. like I think so much, so much of the, the fear too, is just the uncertainty of like, what's on the other side of that. Um, and yeah, like what, what happens if like, what happens to like what happens when you say that? What happens when you throw that out there, right? When you address the elephant, right? Yeah. Like yeah. then what happens, right? And I think so much of my interpretation is that it's going to be negative. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when you've told yourself that conflict is negative, you become more afraid of the boogeyman you created than the actual thing that you want to address, right? Yeah. If you've told yourself that conflict is bad and it's always going to end up bad and y'all not going to be friends and they're going to talk about you and it's going to be a fight. Like if you, if you tell yourself all of these things, it's no wonder why you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to approach this thing and you become more afraid of all of the things you associate with that thing than the actual thing. Because I've had, you know, moments where I've addressed conflict and it was never what I was telling myself. It, it didn't turn out to be any of that. You know, and so that's the part that I'm really trying to deconstruct is like, how do I just remove this idea that conflict has to always be a bad thing or that even if things do end, Mm -hmm. that maybe it needed to, like, maybe that doesn't even, it doesn't mean it is bad. Like maybe it needed to end and maybe that conversation needed to happen so that you could know that you had to let that go, you know? So I think for me, 
that was one situation. And the second situation, I think, was challenging somewhat because um, it was a newer friendship and um, it felt organic, right? It felt organic. It felt like we were kind of on the same page. We were um, wanting similar things in our lives. And I felt like it was like kind of an unwritten, like we're like accountability partners. Like, you know, you want these things, I want these things too. And we're like having these conversations and like talking through these things. And it felt very organic and it felt very, um, it, it felt real, right. It felt authentic. And, um, I think, I think some things happened and it, it ended up, it ended up having to end. Um, but I think for me, what it taught me was I don't like the way that I was handled in the in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I truly think that when when you're friends with somebody, you want to feel like you want to feel as though you're respected, right? You want to feel valued. And I think there were moments in the the friendship where I felt like my intelligence was kind of insulted in some ways. And it was, there was so much had happened that I felt like it was, it would have been hard to come back from. Not because there was, you know, some, some areas of conflict, but when people struggle with owning their part or they're more committed to like discrediting you and, and they're more committed to um, not listening, you know, like just not listening, yeah. you know, and, you know, I just think it, I just think that some of the tactics were deflection, projection, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I think those things were just insulting to me more than anything. Um, because we may be having this moment and to be fair, like I may not have shown up exactly the way I, I wanted to, you know, and I feel, I tried to express that, you know, that, you know, I mean, those were conversations that we had, that that was an area that I was really trying to grow. I was really trying to show up as an authentic person and just trying to be myself. And it's, it's a struggle for me, but I am, I am really committed to that. And when, when, when someone is not committed to really listening to you, um, and trying to like, again, discredit what you're saying and make what you're saying not true, um, you know, your feelings can't be discredited, (laughs) you know, your feelings can't be questioned, you know, your feelings are not up for debate, you know, and when you start to see those things happen, you're like, I don't even know if you're a safe person at this yeah. point, you know, because I may not have liked the way things went down and I may not have appreciated the, uh, some of the, some of the things that I, I thought were just unnecessary, but I could have kind of, I probably could have worked through them mm-hmm. had I not felt like I was being discredited and, you know, there was some deflection. And I think my intelligence being insulted, like just not yeah. being honest and owning up to like 
some of the feelings that I'm having about our relationship or what we were trying to build, right? Like, you know, and so I think those things just made it hard. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, because again, like one of the things that I think impacted me in in the situation was not trusting myself, right? Yeah. Not trusting the feelings that I was already having um, and just writing them off as something else. Like maybe it's not, you know, it's not that, you know, yeah. like it, it's not, it's, you know, it's almost like, don't believe your lying eyes. That's what I was like telling myself, you know, mm-hmm. not, and, and, and again, that's, that's, that was my shit. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, and, and I think um, because I was really trying to show up that in that way, I was very vocal. Like I should have did this. I could have did that. I, you know, these are things that I could have done. These are things that I should have done, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I, that was some, I don't think, I don't feel like that person was as reflective as, as I was in that situation. Um, and so it's unfortunate, you know, but I think what it, what it taught me is that sometimes, um, you got to trust yourself and you, you don't have to hold on to things because things felt real and authentic. Like, you know, people show you who you are, who they are. And when they do show you that you have to be mindful of that. And you, and I think you said something that I think is interesting that like, if a friendship ends, who's to say that, you know, it's final, right? Who knows 10, 15 years from now, what could happen? Um, There would have to be some, in order for, I think in order for those things to happen, right. You, you would want to see some things be different about that person. Um, But like, you know, I I think, you know, I don't, I I think I've often not even considered that, you know, and again, this is just my warped understanding of like friendships, right. Is that like when they end, they end, like they don't have, like they don't start over. And it's like, how often do we, do we be giving these men so many chances, but don't be thinking about giving friendships chances again. You know, I'm not necessarily saying that that has to be an option. Well, we'd be giving these men all types of chances. You know what I mean? All types, all types of, of oh, I, you know, I forgive you. And that I man ain't did not one damn thing to show you that he's worthy of your forgiveness. But you don't want to give a friend a chance. I mean, I, I guess I, I'm starting to, that that's something that I, I'm not opposed to that if, if, the, if the opportunity presents itself and, it's, and, it, and it feels real to me and it, it doesn't yeah. stir my spirit in a negative way, you know, but I do think that that's something that we don't often do as women. It's like, Oh, I don't fuck with her. Like, yeah. Right. But be giving these men all types of chances. Like, no, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. So I I think for me, (laughs) right. Right. And so I'm not necessarily saying that that has to be what happens, but it's just interesting how we're conditioned to write our, you know, platonic friendships off, but be riding and dying for these other relationships that may not even be serving us, you know? So for me, and and the breakups are, for me, they can be difficult. I I think they can definitely be, be challenging. Um, And I, and it was a, it was a, it was definitely a process, you know, for me. Um, but you know, I think that overall 
you know, you get through it, you know, it's, it's, it feels, it can feel like the worst thing that's ever happened to you, but you know, it doesn't last, you know, that's the, that's the thing for, for that's, that's, that that's the, the goal is that it, it doesn't last, right. It's an experience and you learn from it and you know, you keep it moving. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I like that, that, you know, we do give our romantic relationships. We tend to give them chances. And like I said, like, you know, you, you grow, that person grows. And if, and if there is reflection and, and growth and accountability, I think like you could always circle back and and see where you guys are at. I think like, what you were saying about the one friendship ending. I think when you have core values that are not being respected um, Mm -hmm. and being diminished, um, that really would cement that there's just not a friendship there. Right. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I think that everyone should have core values that they have um, and, and healthy boundaries that they have that if you are bringing someone into your space, that they should be respectful of it, right? Because right. you want to be respectful of, of their stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And if someone is continuously disrespecting those boundaries and just moving around like no care in the world, mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, it's like when you bring someone into your home, right? If someone comes into your home and they're just over there just doing some disrespectful shit, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like (laughs) feet on a couch saying F your couch, you know, crazy stuff. (laughs) We oftentimes would not invite that person back to our house, right? And I think sometimes in, in friendships, we will see disrespectful things taking place. And because of whatever, whether it be that it's a dual relationship, you know, where, you know, maybe we are friends, they're friends with our other friends and we're friends with their friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just think that it'll be messy or whatever, or whatever have you, um, the longevity of the friendship that we then convince ourselves like this is who they are or, you know, mm. it's not that bad. And yep. And I think, like, in doing that, sometimes it also brings about some resentment, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. because we're not fe- feeling fully heard, but also fully seen, right? And mm-hmm. and why would you want to have someone in your space who's not appreciative of everything that you bring to it, right? Um, and so I yeah. think, like, that's, that's definitely something, like, if your core who you are deep down to your core is being diminished and not treated the way that you should. And even if you're speaking up, like, you know, you've had incidents where you've let them know that you're not really liking what's taking place. And they're just like, I don't care. Right. Or the other thing I was going to say, or they give you a half-ass apology. Right. And we all have heard these half-ass apologies. Like, they I'm be sorry. this close. No, they be this close, and then they just girl, can't. They just can't or, you do know, it. I'm sorry that you feel that way, and you I'm know, like, what does that even mean? You know, it, it's just a way of being like, this is your problem. It's not mine. It's but not really, mine. It's like it is your problem. Like, yeah, I'm telling and, you something. <laughs> and I go back and forth about that, right? Because 
I think the reason why people struggle, and this is just my own hypothesis, right? I think that people struggle with apologizing because it feels like no one wants to have to own that, whether intended or not, they engaged in a way that elicited this particular feeling from somebody, right? This particular experience, you did something, it caused this person to feel this thing. And now I don't, I don't want to have to own that because I didn't mean to do that. That wasn't my intentions or like, it makes, it doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy that you had that experience of me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can totally get behind that. You know, I could totally understand that. I think though that the challenge becomes like not being honest about it. Like, you know, I don't think that I meant to do that or that wasn't my intentions and I'm having a hard time connecting with that, but I'm going to take heed to what you said because I care about you. Yeah. I value you. You know what I mean? And I never want to be somebody who makes you feel that way or who elicits that feeling you know I, I never want to do that because you you are important to me you know I, I think to me I could accept even that right like I, I'm struggling with this because this is not this is not who I who I think I am at my core but I value you and I don't think you would just say that you know if it wasn't a true feeling for you so I'm gonna sit with it I, I hate the, that that thing that I did cause that for you. And I never want to do that. <laughs> you know, I never, to me, I could accept that, but for somebody to just really struggle with, and we're human, right? So I get like, sometimes we think that we're above critiques or certain critiques, you know, that we get from other people. Like we're above those things, but I'm always like, I ain't above none of this shit. None of <laughs> like none I ain't of above somebody's perceiving me as rude or disrespectful, condescending, you know, over the top, you know, a know-it-all possessive. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not above any of that because I know there are certain things about me that I'm like, mm, I didn't mean it that way, but I, I see why you felt that because yeah. I could, I could, I give that off sometimes. I don't mean <laughs> it in that way. Like I can, come, I can come across as a very aggressive person, especially when I'm having a conversation about something that I'm super passionate about. Now, me, I'm, I consider that passionate. I don't see it as aggressive, but if somebody was to say you come across aggressive sometimes when you're talking about, I might, I would be like, I mean, I don't mean it that way, but I've gotten that before. And I know myself enough to know that sometimes when you're having a conversation, it's hard to decipher which one is which it's hard to decipher if it's aggression or if it's passion, you know, but I know myself enough to know that like, yeah, I, I get that. and. It is a part of who I am, but I can work on it because I value you, right? Exactly. And I think when you think somebody values you and you realize that maybe they didn't value you the way you thought they did, or they didn't value the interactions that you were having or, you know, value the connections, you know what I mean? Then I think that's a, it's a, it could be a gut punch, you know what I mean? It yeah. could feel yeah. like, damn, like you're so committed to, not having to explore this part that, and again, my experience or someone's experience of someone else doesn't even mean that it's accurate. It just means that it was my experience. 
Exactly. Like you could take it and you could explore it or you don't have to, but you don't get to discredit people because it don't feel warm and fuzzy to you. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's where people struggle with the apology thing. It's like they just, they can't. And and, and I'm not going to say I've never struggled with that. I know that I have. I'm, I know I have, you know. And I, I just think... um some some of those interactions it all it also um it also showed a lot about ways in which I've shown up in my other relationships and I was like ooh I don't like that I don't like that I feel like I've I've may have shown up in ways that you know discredit people and that like um that that struggle with the, really accepting that what this person is saying about me might be true. You know what yeah. I mean? I might not be ready to hear it and I might not like the way it's being said to me, but that shit might be true. And I don't, I think some of those situations reminded me that like, maybe I was doing that too. And I don't like the way it felt to me. So I'm sure the people who I did that to didn't like that either. And it just, it also kind of opened my eyes a little bit to like, you know, the importance of really listening and hearing people and um, not making people feel like crazy for their experience of you, yeah. you know, like, that's what I, I think say. that's important too, mm-hmm. because I think the other thing is like, I, I understand saying like, that wasn't my intention, but just because it wasn't your intention does not mean that it didn't happen. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and so like, and also you, we are such you know, complex beings. So, you know, we could have an interaction where it, you know, left an impact on me for that interaction, but that does not mean that you are, that's completely of who you are, right? Exactly. That is just in this situation, this is how it felt. And this is the way I took it. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, we can unpack that. And that doesn't mean that you're a horrible person who doesn't Mm -hmm. love. Like, it just means like this situation, this is how it landed. Right. And like, even if your intent was nothing to land that way, it did. And I'm telling you that it did. And if we want to have a relationship and it means something to you, then it should cause you to have some type of reflection, right? Mm-hmm. And and to have dialogue around it of of how we then address it. Um, right. But I think like sometimes people get so caught up on, well, that was not my intention. But mm-hmm. just because it's not your intention does not mean that that takes accountability from how it actually landed. You know, yeah. I could have intended to literally stop at a stop sign and maybe my brakes were out or did not stop as I wanted to. And then I hit you. It was not my intention to come out of the house and hit another car, but that's right. what happened. And so now okay. I am needing to address that and be accountable for what actually happened, even though my intent was not to have an accident. So I think yeah. like, that's the other part. And also understanding like, just because I tell you that this happened and I didn't like it does not mean that I now look at you as this horrible being who doesn't Mm -hmm. love or deserve friendship or anything like that. And like, I think like just kind of like doing a, you know, inventory of, is this relationship something that, or is this person someone that I value, right? Mm-hmm. And if, if it is, then I want to hear them and I want to 
you know, acknowledge what it is that they're feeling and try right. to make amends. Because again, we're not perfect. There's going to be days that I'm hitting it out the park and days that I'm not. And I want my friends to be able to come to me and tell me when I misstep. Because if I don't know it, how can I ever grow and be a better mm -hmm. friend? Like the friend I am today is so much better than the friend I was 10 years ago, right? For sure. Like the person I am today is so much better than the person I was 10 years ago. And mm -hmm. I want to constantly be able to say that when I reflect back that who I am in that moment is better than who I was, you know, a day ago, a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Like I want to grow. And that's why I'm open to re-exploring friendships that may have ended. Um, especially if they didn't end bad, um, yeah. because hopefully I have grown and, and I know I have matured and mm -hmm. I'm not as possessive <laughs> as I once was <laughs> as a child. Um, right. but I also have done a lot of work on myself, right? Like mm -hmm. I've, I've done a lot of healing work. I've done a lot of things that previously used to trigger me. Um, don't trigger me as much, right? And again, like you said, like sometimes you have to be reflective. Is it my shit or their shit? And I can say for a lot of times, a lot of things that I found issues with was my own shit. It was my mm -hmm. own trauma coming up and rearing its ugly head and me just not being ready to deal with that. So I'm a definitely yep. a different person than I was, you know, 10 years ago, a few years ago. I mean, hell, I'm a different person than I was two years ago. Um, yeah, from just thanks. all these different losses that I've had and just mm -hmm. valuing people in, in a much different way. So I, mm -hmm. I would hope that the one takeaway from this episode is that, you know, friends come different seasons. They're going to be in your life. But to be a good friend, I think, is, is being reflective and understanding like there's going to be days and times that you have hit it really well. And then there's going to be some days where you have to have tough discussions with yourself and, and take inventory of the person who's coming and bringing you something to your attention and mm -hmm. acknowledging if, if that relationship is meaningful enough where you yeah. want to fully hear that person and what they're saying, even if it doesn't feel good, even if it's, you know, difficult in that moment. Um, if that relationship means something to you, you will be willing to to take inventory and try to make amends in some way. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like sometimes that's, that's not where the other person is at. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes, as you said, it can be easier to dissolve friendships than it is than we give relationships, you know, second chance, mm -hmm. second chance, yeah. chance and mm -hmm. look at the potential in them and, you know, yep. give them the benefit of the doubt. And I think like with friendships, sometimes we're just very cut and dry and, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes yeah. you, you just have to kind of like, again, take that inventory. And again, yeah. there's some friendships that it ain't worth saving. It is not nope. worth it. Like, and most of most times, because maybe they're just not ready to do that self reflection, right? Yeah. And and I can't be the only. You can't be the only person showing up, being able to say like, I could have did this. I went wrong here. Like, you know, maybe I should have listened more and not, you know, said much here. Or maybe I should have ended the call. Like, you know, you you can't be the only person who's doing that, and then the other person is not <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean it's just this is like 
yeah, like, the, is this, you know, because you're not going to just pile on me. Like, you, no. know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, this has to be, you know, and I, and I think I'm, I'm, I think my friends know, my friends know that I'm, I am very reflective. So that's not, and, and that doesn't mean that, like, I don't got no blind spots. Yeah, I got yeah. blind spots, too. So I'm, I'm also open to, like, you know, do you have some things that, you know, I could be doing or not doing, right? I'm I'm open to that. I w- I'd want that, you know. Yeah. But I don't want that if you're unwilling to do that for yourself. Like exactly. don't be critical of me, but or 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 you have so much reflex reflection for me, but none for yourself. But you over here like you like, wonder for yourself. <laughs> yeah, like girl, no. I, I just yeah. so yeah, I think you're right. It, it, you know, it's not like it's it's impossible to restore friendships. Um, I think that there would need to be some growth, though, you know, yeah. for, for that to take place, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think that. Yeah. Well, I, I think I am going to kind of wrap this up with okay. just our final thoughts. I think that this. This discussion, these two parts of this episode, I think we dived into, you know, a multitude of different things. And I think one of the takeaways that I really appreciate from this whole relationship series is that I think what it comes down to is it starts off with you and for you to be able to be good and be a benefit in any of these relationships, whether it be relationship with your romantic partner, friendship, your children, your parents, um, just any type of relationship, any type of interaction, you have to be willing to be reflective and and do your own internal work. Um, mm-hmm. Because yes. if you're not doing that internal work, you're going to literally be having so many blind spots, right? And and I'm not saying that when you do the work that the blind spots just go away. They mm-hmm. do decrease, right? They do decrease. But you also want to see how you're showing up. Like how are you showing up for yourself? How are you showing up for others? Um, you know, you might feel like, you know, you are someone who is a great person and, you know, you have these people you surround yourself with and then the people in your life might feel like you are very selfish. Like you are Mm -hmm. someone who comes in and you suck up all the air, right? Like you're not someone who pours back into others. Right. So I think like, it's really important for you to do that. those self reflections and, and know like, we all have parts of ourselves that we need to explore and need to do work on. And really and truthfully, if you really care about the relationship with yourself and others, you're always going to be under construction. Like you're always going to be under construction in some type of way. And that's not a negative. Like Mm -hmm. it's actually a positive of like, look, this is an area that I found another blind spot and like, I'm, I'm going to try and unpack that and figure out what that looks like. And how is that landing for the people in my life? Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's important. That's one of the takeaways I definitely am taking from this relationship series is just the importance of it all comes back to, is it my shit or their shit? Like mm-hmm. if it's my shit, that's okay too. But like, what am I doing to like unpack that? Like what work do I need to do? Because at the end of the day, I can only control myself, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm a hot chaos of a mess, 
I'm going to be walking around and be bringing that chaos into other people's lives and other interactions. And that's just not going to like help anyone. It's sure mm-hmm. enough, it's not going to help myself. What I'm taking away from the relationship series, first of all, I think I um, just grew from the conversations, right? Just being able to think about them deeply, um, you know, just explore, you know, how those questions really show up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's the first thing is just, you know, being able to just talk about talk about them in detail and just kind of reflect. Um, I think, I think to piggyback off of what you say, you know, it it definitely is important to self reflect. Um, it's definitely important to just take a look at yourself, and you know, when you have a reaction or, or when you have a response or when you're showing up a certain way, you know, it's okay to tap into that and and really kind of ask yourself questions. What's this about? Why am I showing up this way? Is this normal for me? Is this like a a, a behavior that is is you know, often the way I show up, you know, and this is the way I want to continue. I think that's the the bigger message, right? Is those things can happen and you can show up in those ways. And some people may accept it in your life. Some people may not, but the bigger, the bigger question is like, do I want to accept this? Am I happy with the way I'm showing up? You know, am I happy with the way other people feel about the way I'm showing up? Am mm-hmm. I happy with my spouse or my 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 child you know or my my parent am i happy with with the way that they feel when they experience me right and it, it and it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's perception of you is accurate but i think if you're hearing it more than once more than twice in different settings it might be worth exploring and i think that it's it's also okay to not necessarily own you know, own that that may be a feeling that, you know, someone has, but I, I I don't think it's, it's okay to, you know, in, in our relationships, if we care about people, if you value those people, handle them with care, you know, yeah. you don't necessarily, when you're managing conflict and when you're uh, trying to come up with ways to address conflict, I think if, as long as you keep care and respect at the forefront of that, right? That if I care for, if, if this person, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm in a relationship with this person, whether it's, you know, a mother daughter relationship, a, a, a friendship relationship, a significant other, my kid, that I'm really handling them with care, respect. And I'm, I'm keeping in mind that I'm, I want to treat them the way that I want to be treated. Right. I think that, that those basic principles can definitely be helpful to our relationships. And I, I think the other the other thing that I'm I'm taking away um, from from this is this shit is hard. Relationships are just hard, you know. Whether it is yeah, their work, right? Whether it is the relationship that you're trying to build with yourself, mm-hmm. with your kid, with your parent, with your spouse, with your friends, with your siblings. These relationships are not easy to navigate. They can be hard and it takes, it takes work for those relationships to be meaningful. And so because it's hard and because we're showing up to these relationships with years and years of learned behavior and uh, 
behavior that is not always appropriate, you know, in fostering really healthy relationships, give yourself some grace too, right? That this is just, you're coming to these situations with not, you know, everything, right? You know, maybe you have your crayon box and you're missing some colors, right? (laughs) And like, you know, don't beat yourself up about that. You know, as long as you're willing to acknowledge that and you're willing to say like, yeah, I'm, I'm lacking here. You know, I, I lack in the vulnerability department, you know, or maybe I lack in the active listening department. You know, maybe I, I lack in the being self-reflective, you know, department. But I'm willing, you know, to to improve that because when you are in relationships, if you value people, the people you're in relationships with, it might be, uh, it might serve your relationship good to really address that. So I think don't beat yourself up. Don't judge yourself, you know, be kind and be willing, you know, if, if those people are important to you and if you're important to you, right. Be willing to consider what it might mean to explore that, that part of you that, you know, is, is a work in progress, you know? Um, that needs some improvement. So th- those would be the things that I would be taking from this relationship series. I was, you know, so afraid, I think, in the beginning when we started talking about it, I was like, you're never wrong. Come on. Like, why do you want to open up? Why do you want to start out the gate with these hard-ass conversations? Like, why? Why? But I do think that I, you know, I got a chance to really reflect. And I think, that's something that I'm I'm always so interested in doing. Um, I don't know if I'm always interested in displaying it, you know, for people <laughs> to see. Yeah. But you know, it it was a a fear that I think I was able to conquer, and it it you know I, I think I, it, some things opened up for me even that I wasn't even anticipating yeah. too. So I think it was helpful overall. Yeah, and I hope the people who listened got something out of it for sure. I do too. I I hope that this has prompted you to have, you know, discussions with yourself, but discussions with your loved ones and, you know, the people that you have in your life. I think, you know, that that really was the whole idea and concept behind the relationship series is that, you know, you can't do this shit on your own. Like, you know, we're not in a bubble. um, And, and really it starts with you, but you know, you have so many other people that you interact with. And and like Dom said, just doing it with care and intention and reflection really goes a long way. So mm-hmm. um, I, I hope that you guys enjoyed this this last episode of the relationship series. Yes. Um, again, please, you know, reach out to us on our social media. Um, let us know if you have any other topics or um, things that you want us to kind of talk about and cover any questions you want us to cover. Um, we really like to hear from you. Um, we we definitely are into feedback and, and mm-hmm. um, bringing people into the discussion. Um, but this this definitely has been a a great series that I mm-hmm. really enjoyed doing. And, and yeah. I think it also has caused me to have some other areas of reflection um, and, and places that I want to, you know, shine that light on a little bit more and, and dig a little bit deeper. So I'm very um, grateful that we both were vulnerable enough yeah. to have these discussions. But I think that, you know, it, it's not easy, but I, I, I do Mm-mm. feel like we, we impact a lot of stuff and, and I'm appreciative of that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So let's All jump right. off and oh, before we go, Dom, what is one way you are planning to soar this week? And I already know it's going to Tennessee and enjoying your loved ones. Oh, that's <laughs> that's on the list, girl. That's that's top of the list. Where the drink where the drinks at? <laughs> moonshine, moonshine. Yes. So that's one for sure. It's just enjoying this vacation being with good people and family and it'll be of Savon's first like big family trip, which would be nice. We did a small family trip like with my mom and my sister and brother-in-law um a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um and it was it was fun. But you know, I think he probably doesn't remember it. And I think that he's getting to the point where he's gonna start remembering things. And I'm so I'm excited mm-hmm. um to have this experience for him. I think it's just going to be a good time for him and a good time for all of us. And we're going to be celebrating something really special. So I'm excited for that. Um, so that's one way, just getting these last three days out the work week so I can get on the road. Um, I do want to finish this or keep working through this book. Um, I also kind of been thinking about uh, doing some shadow work. I don't know if you, you're on TikTok. I know you are. Mm-hmm. There's been this shadow workbook that oh, shadow. Yeah, it's been that. like every time I turn around, I see it. And I really am thinking about copping the shadow workbook and seeing how I might want to work through that. I, I don't know if I'm just like jumping on the bandwagon because I just keep seeing it advertised. <laughs> but I think I might want to consider that. Um, yeah. So that's another way that I, I'm just exploring that and seeing if that's something that I want to do, or do I just want to like really work on journaling a little bit more? Cause I don't journal nearly as much as I would like to. I have it like programmed in my phone every night and I like literally don't do it as much as I, <laughs> I should. Um, so I just kind of want to, I, I do well with, uh, like, exploring things that happen when I journal. It's just, it's a good therapeutic skill for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I get a lot out of it, but I, I just, the the consistency is not there. So that's one thing that I want to do is maybe, you know, either get the shadow workbook or just like journal um, at least a few times a week um, just to build up like that skill. Cause I'm, I'm not really doing that the way I would like to. So those are a few things that I would like to do to soar. What about you? I am focusing on just being present and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this Tennessee trip. I am going to continue to have my talks with my mom, building up to it. Yeah. Um, I am going to allow myself to sit in in the uncomfortable feelings of, you know, having this celebration and we're we wrote our vows and you know i i wrote my vows like a couple months ago mercy's still doing it um girl i can't <laughs> wait to hear what he gotta say because these but men they be acting so he said they're good but i'm i'm, I'm sure they are him. i'm proud of him I am too. He's not someone who likes to you know talk in front of other people but also mercy is a man of few words um but I'm proud of him because, you know, like I said, these 10 years, we have been through a lot. Um, and so I, I can't wait to hear his uh, vows. I'm going to try to get to like a G 
and not cry, but I probably will. <laughs> well, you know, it's okay, you know. <laughs> and I'm fine with crying. Like, I, I've grown yeah. to be comfortable in crying. I just hate because my voice cracks. Um, oh, I know. Same, girl. Yeah, same. My voice cracks, and I don't like that. But I, I'm excited. I am looking forward to the opportunity of just being present and just, like, loving on people and just, you know, just celebrate in such a, a beautiful journey, but also having people literally take time out of their busy lives and come in to celebrate us. Like I'm mm-hmm. so appreciative of that. And just, you know, it does not um miss me that people are coming to celebrate us. And, you know, I I think everyone is driving. So mm-hmm. everyone is literally driving multiple hours to come and spend time with us and celebrate our love and I'm very excited about that, and I can't wait to see this house. I think that it's it's going to be a beautiful next couple of days, and I think so too. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited. Same, about it. so yeah. It's gonna be a good time, but yeah, I'm excited. Just to be all smiles, and you know, just be focused on what's going on, and just making great memories with the kids. I think the kids mm-hmm. are gonna have. Oh, they're going to have a ball. Yeah. They're going to have a ball. I'm excited. Yeah, same, same. I'm excited. (laughs) We thank you guys for listening in. We know, like I said, this will be a two-part episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We thank you for tuning in and just keeping up with all of our episodes and, you know, really liking our content. We appreciate it. And we hope all the love and energy and time is being shown in the episode. So. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Until next time. All right. Thank you for tuning in and allowing us to be vulnerable together as we soar. If you enjoyed this episode and are interested in hearing more from us, make sure you hit that follow button so you are alerted when a new episode drops and leave a rating and a review below. Our podcast can be found on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. We'd love to hear your comments and how you're choosing to soar these next couple of weeks. Interact with us on Instagram at But What If I Soar as well as on our business pages at Free To Be Counseling Services and at Social MacGyver. Let's continue ascending or gliding even amongst the turbulence. Thank you.